Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast of me, Monty Wood. My guest today is Danilo Drocco. Danilo is the Direttore di Cantina of the Nino Negro Winery in the province of Sondrio. In which Italian wine region? In Lombardia region. Oh, in Lombardy. Lombardy, Welcome, yes. Danilo. So, um, you're the Direttore di Cantina. What does that mean? You're a bit more than that, though, aren't you? Okay. Yeah. Ciao, first of all. Direttore di Cantina is, uh, is not a very beautiful word. I prefer to talk about winemaker. Yeah. So these are, you're the woman. Now what? Why? I'm in charge of uh, of uh, wine and grapes. Right. So you, you're the big cheese. You're the uh, you're in charge of all yes. the. You get all the blame if it goes wrong, and none of the credit if it goes right. I am the cheese. So you're the cheese. <laughs> all right. Okay, Daniel. So what wines are you growing? How big is the estate? What wines are you growing? What are your main markets? The estate is very unique. But uh, before of uh, talking about the estate, I have to talk about Valtellina because Valtellina is really, really a unique place. It's a place located, uh, yes, in uh, Lombardia, but uh, in a very north part of the Lombardia, we, we are uh, located close to the border of uh, Switzerland and we are located in the heart of the Alps. This is the beautiful uh, characteristic of, uh, of this uh, place where we grow Nebbiolo. So what type of altitude are we talking? We are not talking about a, a huge altitude because uh, really the estate and the most of, of the vineyard are located around from 300 until 700 meters of altitude. But is the location. So in the middle of the Alps, all around we have glaciers. Right, so that, and what effect does that have on the grape ripening and the flavors that they produce? Yeah. And, and the grapes even that you plant, that you grow? We, we grow only Nebbiolo in Valtellina. Traditionally, Nebbiolo. Yes, Nebbiolo is our uh, most important grape. I, I can say that 95% of, uh, of the grapes cultivated in Valtellina is Nebbiolo. So... Is, is it called Nebbiolo or does it have an, a local name that people call it by? Uh, you know probably mo- more than uh, you want to show to me, but uh, yes, Chiavennasca is the, the, local, uh, the local name. Chiavennasca. Can you say that again? Because I always get that word Chiavennasca. wrong. Chiavennasca is a, is a word in original language, in native language, that means uh, the grape that is the best for the production of the wine. Okay, so that's what Nebbiolo is called there. But it is Nebbiolo 100%, uh, the same Nebbiolo that is used uh, to make the most popular Barolo and Barbaresco. So if I drink a Nebbiolo from the Nino Negro winery that you've been making, what is it going to taste of? Or what is it going to taste like? Is it going to be soft? Is it going to be crisp? I love to say that uh, the typicity of uh, Nebbiolo Valtellina is uh, the elegance. If uh, I, sh- I show to you a blind tasting with uh, Nebbiolo and with Pinot Noir, probably you can have some trouble to understand which of the wine is Pinot Noir or uh, Nebbiolo, because uh, the Nebbiolo of our uh, area is a Nebbiolo that grow directly on the mother rock. 
the roots of the vine go inside of the mother rock and uh, thanks to this uh, very particular character can catch a lot of minerality. So when you say the mother rock, are we talking about a very acidic soil or an alkaline soil, a, a friable soil, is, a rocky soil? Is rocky. In the area, one of the main character of the Valtellina is that uh, the area is made of terraces. Terraces built uh, starting from the, the period of the Romans. 2,000 years ago. We are talking about 2,500 kilometers of uh, dry walls. So a huge quantity of uh, manual work made uh, in thousands of of years. Thanks to these um, walls, we can have terraces and we can grow the grapes in very steep, very, very steep uh, part of the mountain. So imagine you have very high labor costs. This is the problem. The problem, uh, because we need uh, a lot of uh, hand workers very very specialized that uh, must know exactly not only how to work but also how to walk because yeah. the big risk is to fall down from uh, from the the walls everything is made by hands to give you an idea the average quantity of uh, hours that we had uh, to spend in in our vineyard is around 1500 that's to say on a normal a normal flat vineyard somewhere how many less hours than 100 yeah, I mean, that's incredible. That's just a and, huge uh, cost. And how I told you, everything is difficult because just to give you an idea, I have a, I have a, a, a very, very beautiful vineyard, Sassorosso Vineyard, that is one of our most important uh, single vineyards. So this means red stones. Red stone, yes, red stones. To arrive uh, in the center of the, um, of the single vineyard, uh, you need to walk for 20 minutes. So it, it means that if, if you forget your breakfast, you are gone. <laughs> just going to just gonna add one thing. It's not only the labor, it's actually the, the paperwork that has to go behind the labor. We're registering workers, some of whom may be temporary workers, a huge bureaucratic cost. Uh, that wineries like this have to bear, as well as the extra administration that you have with the workers. But I, I suppose on the, on the other side, it's, it does help the local economy. We help a lot the local economy, not only with uh, our direct work in our single vineyard, but uh, this, the, the winery, Nino Negri, that is an historical uh, winery of, uh, of the valley, founded uh, in uh, 1897, also has uh, a great relationship with a lot of farmers of the area. We manage grape uh, grapes that we buy from more than 200 families in the area. So for us, it's also a, a a big, uh, a big responsibility. Sure. Okay. So if I'm drinking one of your Nebbiolo wines, could you just say the name again? The local term for Nebbiolo? Chiavennasca. Right. Okay. If I'm drinking one of them, <laughs> what is the typical dish locally that you would drink that with? We are in the heart of the mountain, so the very typical uh, food, Italian food of the Alps, uh, typically are food very, very rich. Most of the time made with cheese, butter. The most well-known dish known uh, in all the world, uh, the name is Pizzoccheri. Pizzoccheri that is made with a lot, with a, with a pasta, with a special pasta made uh, with also a lot of butter, a lot of uh, casera cheese, that is a typical cheese of the of the area. Is that a cow, cow milk or? Uh, it's cow with a little percentage of sheep. 
Pizzoccheri. 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 So that's a cheese. Pizzoccheri is the pasta with cheese. And what is the cheese called? Casera. 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 Because we have also another very important cheese in the area that is bitto. But bitto is a cheese that is very rich of taste. And uh, in the typical dish of, of pizzoccheri, the taste of the cheese must be well balanced. So they prefer to use the casera instead of the bitto that is really, really very strong. So is that is that like a Sunday lunch meal or is it something that people would eat on a Monday night or on a Tuesday night or just at lunchtime? You know, in the past was the, the everyday food. So calories, basically. Calories, just calories because uh, in the summer, you know, we have a place where we call Inferno. Right, so it's very hot. Very hot. So, uh, but in the winter, uh, you have not to forget that we have all around uh, mountains of uh, three, four thousand meters with a lot of glaciers. So during the winter, the, the, the cold is so strong. How much of your, or how much of the wine from the estate is sold locally? I mean, like it really in in your in your area, and how much is sold in the rest of Italy or and or exported? Uh, the local market is very important for us. Very important also because uh, the, the quantity of tourists uh, in the area is uh, huge. It's huge not only for the wine and for the food, but also because the Valtellina is a very popular place for skiing. Bormio, Livigno are the main places and uh, we hope uh, to have the, the next uh, Winter Olympics. So there is really a huge quantity of people that uh, arrive in, in Valtellina and uh, the local market for this reason is very strong for us. Italy is the same, uh, also very important. We sell uh, only 30% outside of Italy. Most uh, sold uh, in, uh, in the USA, but also in the north of Europe. Um, you mentioned the Nebbiolo and the special name that it has. What other wines do you make? No, we do only Nebbiolo. Okay, so what are the what <laughs> denominations? I but we do we do a couple of wine with Nebbiolo. We do a wine made uh, with a regular harvest, and another wine that is made. Uh, the, the name is Fursat. Particularly, our most famous Fursat is Fursat Cinque Stelle. The name five that stars. Is five stars. That is made uh, picking the grape, uh, drying, putting the grape inside of little boxes. The little boxes are uh, put inside of fruttaio that is a little house inside of the of the vineyard in this house the the grape picked in little boxes stay for almost 100 days during these 100 days we dry and we lose 30% of the weight the final result is a grape very concentrated very rich of sugar with a very particular taste so a wine that uh, is made with the same style of amarone but uh, with a different grape uh, like uh, nebbiolo and thanks to the very local wind that dry very slowly the, the grape, the wine, the final wine is a wine very rich of taste with a lot of minerality and with a great balance of acidity. And is it sweet a little bit as well? It's not sweet. It's, uh, it's round, soft, but not sweet. What's the, name of, what's the name of that drying wind? What's it called? There is uh, the um, Breva. Breva. Okay. Uh. So you talked about the, um, the you, you put these grapes in these um, little houses in the vineyard, but they are uh, in the walls there are holes so the air, air can pass through. What about the local winds? Do they yes. influence that? Yeah, we, we have a very particular wind that blow uh, from uh, the lake of Como and the name is La Breva. And La Breva. Is, yes, every, in every early afternoon uh, it starts to blow and help a lot uh, in the drying of the grapes. The dry so what would you drink that dried grape wine with? Cheese? Cheese and uh, meat. Uh, a lot, we use a lot of game because uh, in the mountain we have a lot of 
wild animals. Such as? Uh, wild boar uh, is the most popular. Tourists. Tourists sometimes, yes. <laughs> uh, especially from abroad, obviously, <laughs> not Italians. Yeah, the British, you want to be careful of that. Absolutely, but British are the best. Yeah, yeah, a little bit fatty, we'll, We love the taste yeah. of British. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to say thanks to my guest today, Danilo Drocco, who is um, the director of the cantina of the Nino Negro Winery in... You've got to just say that region again, I can't pronounce in it. In Valtellina. Okay, in the Lombardy... Lombardia, in the region. north of Italy. A wonderful place, a uh, place that you have to visit. So basically, you're going to get Nebbiolo. Uh, you're gonna Nebbiolo Chiavennasca. And you're going to get Chiavennasca, <laughs> which I can't say either. And you're going to get some uh, funky cheeses, uh, terrace vineyards, yes. uh, dried grape wines, uh, wild game, and what else have we missed? That's about it. And good cheese, yes. And good cheese. So my <laughs> job with the um, tourist board starts on Monday. So hopefully they'll uh, keep me employed for a while. Okay. <laughs> well, it's, it's been really nice to talk to you. Um, you've explained very clearly um, what you guys are doing there. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it is owned by a big company, Gruppo Italiano Navini, but it seems like it's kind of quite an artisanal estate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To work in the mountains, um, the only possibility is to work, to work in a very artisanal way. So, uh, you we'll seem to be very happy in your job, though. When you talk I about it, you really seem like you enjoy going to work. I know there are challenges about all the manual labor that you have, but you do seem to really love the place you're in. Am I correct? I, I have to say the truth. I come from Piemonte, but I felt in love with this place because it's really unique. Uh, people, uh, the place, uh, the vineyard, uh, and to have the possibility to make a great, great wine in a very fantastic place. Danino, thank you very much for talking to us today. Thank you to you. Danino is about the Nino Negri Winery. That's Danilo Drocco, direttore di cantina at the Nino Negri Estate. Grazie, ciao a tutti. It's been a very long day. I, I feel like I climbed up the Alps with you, the mountains, but I wouldn't last two minutes. You know, if I, I'm tired after one podcast, I need, I, need, I need to maybe go to the gym a bit more. Or spend a couple of weeks on those terraces. Great, okay. Nice we to, need help. Yeah, yeah I, I need help as well. Nice to meet you. Okay, great. Take it easy. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy, it's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.